welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Through It. I'm Kristen. Today I am solo. In this episode, I want to talk about co-parenting, specifically how to peacefully co-parent or civilly co-parent. My ex and I have been co-parenting for over a year now, and we've gone through all the, I would say, phases of co-parenting, and now we're in what I consider, and I know that he considers it this way too, because he did just think me yesterday for how we co-parent. I consider it a pretty healthy co-parenting relationship. Obviously, when I first left him and I found out that he had been cheating on me for an entire year and things were very, what's the word, emotional, heated. There's a lot of anger, especially on my part with him and also just distrust a lot of distrust that he was a good father because in my mind at that moment what kind of good father would risk ruining his family to sleep with somebody else it was very personal at the beginning anyway I didn't trust him and so for the first month while we were co-parenting I was on high alert I did not trust anybody anybody with my child every time that he would see her I was making him have supervised visits so with me there because I was just like what he just did to me for a whole entire year was actually felt like you must be an insane person to do what you just did to our life we did that for a month I think that it was in a way good for our daughter that we did it that way so that way whenever we started doing it separately it wasn't so shocking for her because instead of me being the person who's doing everything which is how it would have been when we were together like being the one doing all of the caretaking and all of the emotional work with the child whenever she's having problems and stuff if she would come to me and be like I need help with this or whatever mom I'd be like go ask your dad or go let your dad do that for you or your dad can handle that she I think through that month kind of realized that okay dad can do things too because just to be brutally honest he didn't really do much of that in our marriage as a co-parent when he was married it was really all of that fell on me I was the default parent. There's always going to be a default parent in a relationship and the majority of the time it's going to be the mother. And so letting my daughter get the feel that, okay, mom's not going to be doing everything anymore was a good transition for her. I think that this will only work if you are able to bite your tongue and keep in all of your angry thoughts and emotions and feelings during this time and I was only able to do that because I knew that eventually we would go to court and have to do a custody battle and so he would be getting custody of her eventually because unless they're like an abusive or drug addict the court is always going to award them custody so it doesn't matter if in my mind I think you're a crazy terrible narcissist who destroyed our life that doesn't matter in the eyes of the court and plus if they aren't an abusive person like a physically abusive or even verbally abusive I would say you might be able to I don't know I think with the courts it has to be physically abusive or a drug addict your kid wants to have a relationship with both of their parents unless they're stating otherwise unless they're old enough and they're like I don't want to have a relationship with that parent at all if my child was 14 years old and she was like I don't want to see my dad I wouldn't force her to see him my child is four and she loves both of her parents a lot and she loves to be loved by both of her parents and here's the other thing I am a child of divorce and I'm a child of a messy reason for that divorce. My dad also cheated on my mom and 
my mom found it somehow in her heart to forgive my dad for that because he wanted to show up and be a part of our life still and so she allowed him to do that now I always told my mom when I was growing up uh, I was like I don't know how you did what you did because if anybody ever did to me what my dad did to you I would ruin their life I would make sure they were in jail I would make sure they never got to see their kids again and that was coming from when I was much younger and in that like you gotta get revenge to feel good which revenge doesn't really feel good what feels good is finding a way to bring peace and love to your life in every situation in your life and revenge doesn't bring that and you might feel like it's going to but it's not my mom was such an amazing example for me and so I really had the blueprint on how to move forward in this because one thing that I am so grateful for is that growing up I did have a relationship with my father it wasn't the best relationship because he lived a thousand miles away and he didn't show up a lot in the way that I would have wanted a father to show up for me you know whenever I was younger and we've been working through all of that now as me as an adult and you know he's very remorseful for his decisions but I still am grateful for the time that I did get to spend with him and the love that I did get to receive from him when I was growing up because it matters I mean even if your parent is the most terrible person in the world you still as a child want to feel loved by them and so giving the other parent the opportunity to do that as long as they're not abusing the child or neglecting the child all I know is my ex wanted to show up for our daughter after everything happened he really did I saw that in him I saw okay he's making an effort he wants to be a part of her life so as long as he's making an effort and he's being consistent and he's loving her and she's coming back from being with him and she feels safe and she feels loved and she feels happy to go spend time with her dad then I'm gonna do my part on my end to show up as a person who nurtures that relationship for her because I know that that relationship is important for her one way to start is just to remind yourself that your children having a relationship with their other parent is important them not feeling guilty about having a relationship with the other parent is important and a lot of the times which okay I was guilty of this in the beginning too you know where when your feelings are hurt and you're angry it's hard to bite your tongue all the time when your kid will say something about the other parent and you have the urge to say something bad about them say something mean about them like oh that's not the truth they're not you know just whatever you have this urge to kind of like put the other parent down because to you personally they're not a good person for me reminding myself that to my child her father is a good person in her eyes and I want her to feel that way about her father despite what he did to me only only because he is making an effort only because he is trying to right his wrong and show up for his child and like do the right thing I would handle this totally differently if he was you know inconsistent and didn't really seem like he cared about spending time with her and giving up his weekends or passing her off to a babysitter or out partying and doing drugs it would have been harder for me to move through this in the way that I have I asked for questions on Instagram if anyone had any co-parenting questions so I'm going to get to those and answer that because I think that I could share a lot about co-parenting just by answering these questions and not rambling so much but I I want to share the best perspective shift for me 
that has just happened within the last couple of months, I would say, with handling my ex. Because while we do co-parent civilly and peacefully, and I, I think we both would say in a really healthy way for our child, he has still done a lot of things in this last year that are, I mean, just make me look at him and be like, what is wrong with you? Why are you the way you are? I just don't understand how you are the same person that I married. It's really mind-blowing to me that you're doing these things and, and handling things the way that you are personally in his personal life. And so this is one of the biggest things, this biggest game changer for me with co-parenting with him after all the things that he's done and continues to do. So this is what it is. Stop taking what they do in their personal life personally. And it's really, it's a lot of work to get there. But when you can stop being personally attacked by their personal decisions that actually really have nothing to do with how they're showing up as a loving parent to the child. So personally, whenever my ex started dating his mistress again after four and a half months of crying and begging and trying to win me back and you told me all these things about your relationship with her in hopes of winning me back and after you told me all of those things, now you expect me to be okay with this woman being around my child who you have painted in not really the best light. Personally, when I look at that, that's an offensive thing that you've done. We had a really good co-parenting thing going like through those first four months. I mean, probably because he was thinking that he was going to win me back. So he had he was bringing that kind of energy to what we anytime we would be like co-parenting and doing things together. But it, it kind of felt like we could have been like co-parenting friends, those through those first three months the first month not but then the next three months after that it felt like maybe we'll be able to be co-parenting friends where we can you know still do things with our child and it's okay but then he did in my opinion the one thing that made that not as easy of something for us to do and that was he started dating his mistress again and it wasn't even really so much that he dated his mistress again it was that he still was lying to me about it. Personally, I'm taking all of these things that he's doing very personally to me. And eventually I just had this little epiphany and it's like, I don't have a personal relationship with this man anymore. I only have a co-parenting relationship with him. As long as he is not doing things to neglect and abuse our co-parenting relationship and, and really how he shows up for our child, I gotta stop taking what he's doing in his personal life so personally. I can still take it personally, but I don't bring it into our co-parenting relationship. So when he started dating his mistress again, we got into a really big fight about that. And he lied to me and, you know, didn't admit that he was dating her and whatever. Obviously, he was. And I knew that he was lying to me because it was just like what it was like when we were married, you know? And it was all personal. Everything that we weren't getting along about was personal. He's personally offended by my Instagram. I'm personally offended that he's dating the woman that he cheated on me with. And now he wants to bring her around our daughter. And that's personally offends me. But 
I had to take a step back, take a breath, and just be like, okay, he introduced her to our daughter. He didn't handle that situation very well. That also personally offended me because my dad also dated and married the woman that he cheated on my mom with, and she wasn't very nice to us growing up, and so this was another childhood trauma. It was like my ex was just constantly making me live my childhood trauma this last year is really what it felt like, and there were moments where I was very personally like offended by this, but I I just started to realize that has nothing to do with our co-parenting relationship that only has to do with our personal relationship and I don't have nor do I want a personal relationship with this man anymore reminding myself of that every time that he does something that personally offends me I don't have a relationship with this man anymore I don't want a relationship with this man anymore what he does in his personal life is none of my business as long as it's not harming our child. You could get mad and be like, well, bringing her around is gonna harm her, give her trauma. And yes, it will. It most definitely will. And that's trauma that she will work through when she gets older and she will have me to help her work through when she gets older and really starts to understand this situation. Same exact trauma that I had to go through so I know how to help her through it. And if she really is struggling with it when she gets older, we'll do therapy and we'll do things to help her process it in a healthy way at a younger age so that way she's not recreating her trauma when she gets older like how I did but we'll cross those bridges when we get there right now she goes over there she hangs out with her dad and she hangs out with his girlfriend who happens to be the woman that he cheated on me with and she has a great time and she comes home and she's happy and she tells me about the things that they did and and I want her to be able to tell me about the things that she did with them at the beginning I'm not gonna lie it would sting it would hurt to hear my child telling me about oh well I did this with her and she did this with me and we had this and we had so much fun and it took it took a lot for me to bite my tongue and not say the <laughs> the intrusive thoughts that I had about this woman and her father but I did because I know that that's not going to do my child any good to know my personal opinion about these people that I don't like very much but she still has to be around them you know and so I don't really know if I'm explaining this well it makes sense to me in my head but it's just that perspective and that shift has been so helpful for me very recently they just did something that personally I felt very offended by the way that he handled the situation with me personally like how I became aware of everything yeah my my daughter came home and told me some things so I didn't hear it from him I heard it from my daughter which I just I was not happy about but I put on a, a happy face for her because she felt happy about this news and so I was like oh that's that's so awesome you know um, but I was I felt some anger stirred up in me whenever this happened and so I texted him and I was like I tried to not attack him but I was still like Rome said this to me I think that we need to have a conversation we need to have a call tomorrow to talk about all of this when I sent that text message saying that we need to have a call I was feeling some type of 
not good way. I was ready to just attack this man. I was ready to call him all sorts of, you're a liar, what's wrong with you, shame him, just do anything I could to make him feel what I was feeling, some sense of how I was feeling. And then I slept on it and I woke up in the, that next morning and I did my little morning routine where I, you know, I move my body and I journal and I, I process things, pray and meditate and like just try to work through some stuff. And, and then I realized I am taking this personally. I am taking this very personally and this really doesn't have anything to do with me and I don't need to say anything to him about any of this the only thing I need to say to him is he did breach our our parenting contract a little bit with how he handled the situation and so I was like I checked him and I was like hey I don't need to have a call with you anymore I just need to remind you that we have right of first refusal in our parenting plan and moving forward you are required by law to offer me right of first refusal if you are unable to take care of Rome overnight and he was like I know I'm I apologize I'm moving forward I'll make sure that I do that and so that was the end of the conversation Whereas if I would have let that anger and that hurt and that ego take over and lead in that situation and take it personally and you know like I feel personally offended by your actions and now I'm going to attack you to try to make you feel personally offended by by how I'm showing up and instead of doing that I did it I took a step back I took a beat and I think that is some more great advice is just always try to take a pause before you send any text messages, before you have conversations that are about things that might be heated because they're personal. Just take a pause and really process and think, how do I want to show up in this situation? And how can I show up in this situation in the best way possible for my child to nurture this co-parenting relationship so that things aren't hard for my child? Because here's the thing, if you're constantly fighting with your ex, if you're constantly talking trash about your ex in front of your child, and you're constantly like, I don't want to hear about what you did with your dad. I don't want to hear about what you did with him and his girlfriend. I don't want to hear that because I don't like them, blah, 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 blah. What's going to happen is your child is now going to start feeling guilty for wanting to have a relationship with their other parent and they're going to start feeling like they have to hide things from you and they're going to start feeling like bad for wanting to love and be loved by their other parent and I just don't ever want to do that to my child. I want her to feel like it's amazing that she has a loving relationship with her dad and it's amazing that her dad loves her and that she loves her dad and it's amazing that her dad has a girlfriend that loves her and that she loves and that they all get along and they all have a fun time together and I love that for her. And what am I mad about? Does it personally suck that my ex is dating his mistress and living with her and bringing her around my child? Of course that personally sucks. Like that that's something I don't wish on anybody. But does it suck for my child? It doesn't seem like it does right now. And so as long as it doesn't seem like she's scared to go over there or that his girlfriend's being mean to her or that she doesn't feel safe when she's there or that she's coming home and she's had a terrible time while she was there, then it would be a different story. But that's not how my child comes home. My child comes home and she wants to tell me about the things that she did. And so I remind myself when she's telling me these things that she's doing with her dad 
and his girlfriend when she's telling me these things she's telling me them because she's excited because she had fun because she had a good time and I don't want to shut that down because that's shutting down a line of communication and connection between me and my child and I don't want to do that because personally my feelings are hurt about the situation you know I'm not going to let their personal choices affect my personal relationship with my child that's something that I always have told him one time when we were fighting he said your social media personally affects my relationship with her and I was like hold up bro listen my social media can personally affect your relationship with me that's fine you cheating on me personally affected my relationship with you but you cheating on me did not affect my relationship with my child at all and my social media should not affect your relationship with your child at all either one other thing before i get into answering these questions is if not taking things personally is you're not there yet because it takes time to get there then try to look at this as a business relationship this is a business partner that you chose and you are stuck doing business with this person until your kid i mean you're really stuck doing business with this person for the rest of your life it'll get a lot less as they get older but you have to do business with this person and the business that you two are in together is raising a healthy happy child who feels loved and supported by both of their parents that's the business that you're in now some things happened through this business relationship and you don't freaking like your business partner anymore that's fine you don't have to like your business partner but you both have to keep the goal in mind that your goal is to have a thriving business your goal is to have a freaking empire business together and so how are you going to do that you're going to find a way to do business in a civil manner you're going to find a way to do business where you appear as a united front to your business i'm not i'm not really a business person so this might not make that much sense either but you need to appear like a united front to your child who is your business basically so imagine you have investors in your business your child is an investor in your business and you need to appear to that investor that this is a safe place for that investor to show up on both sides and so really just looking at it as business it's not personal it's business and that's what co-parenting is it's not personal it's business and you want to have a successful business don't you because you want to have a child who grows up despite all of this crap that's happening and they feel loved and they feel supported and they feel the most minimal impact from your divorce as possible and that has always been my goal with co-parenting the next thing i want to say is just give yourself grace and if you can find it in your heart Give your business partner or your co-parent grace because it's it's a lot to navigate at the beginning while the personal is still so hot and, and heavy and you're going through a divorce and that makes it even worse because you're also personally fighting each other on the outside but then you need to come back and be able to do business in a peaceful way. You're not going to do things the best way always, especially in the beginning, but as time goes and you find your groove and your flow and you take the personal out and you just make it business the business of loving your child you're going to find a better place and so that's my one other piece of advice before I get into answering these questions I'm going to start with an easy one do you have a set schedule and do you have scheduled phone calls we have a schedule we do 60 40 I know that a lot of people are pretty when you're taking things personally and you're wanting to get revenge and stick it to your co-parent you might be really strict and rigid about the schedule 
travel. So my ex travels a lot for work. And it seems like lately he's been traveling a lot more for work than normal. And I'm just very flexible with him on that. We switch days around because I still want him to get his 40% of the time with her because I know that my daughter getting that 40% of the time with her dad is good for her. Now I know some people who are like, if you miss a day, sucks to be you, you're not getting that day back. I just feel like that's you taking things personally. You're personally trying to hurt this person because they hurt you. That doesn't benefit your child. In my opinion, I don't want to do that to my kid. And this just reminded me. So I, everything that I do with my ex involving our child is not for him. I'm not flexible with him so that his life is easier. I'm flexible with him so that my child has a better relationship with both of her parents. If I'm going to be honest, being flexible with him is better for me because then when I have things that come up where I want some flexibility, he offers me that same flexibility. I went first. I went first with let's be civil, let's be let's be flexible with each other here. I'm going to work with you. People are like, oh, that's all good until your ex doesn't want to take the kids anymore and da 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 da. I'm like, okay, well, I personally would never be upset about getting more time with my child. I just wouldn't. If he was like, I don't ever want to take her again, you can have her every weekend. I'm going to love that I'm getting more time with my child now. Obviously, I would be sad that now my child wasn't getting that relationship with her father the way that I had hoped she would, but that's not our situation. And obviously, there's going to be nuances to all of this and your situation might be different than, a lot different than mine. But I'm just telling you from personal experience that the more I'm willing to work with my ex in a civilized and peaceful way for our daughter, the more that he is willing to work with me in a civilized and peaceful way for our daughter. We have not always been perfect. We have gotten in fights. We have we have been on the phone for two hours just attacking each other, saying things, which actually I felt like was pretty good for us after that because we it didn't really solve anything, but we both got things off of our chest that we just wanted to say to each other and we did and then we didn't bring that into our co-parenting relationship at all it was like we had a personal attack on each other and then we squashed it and we did not bring that personal stuff into our co-parenting relationship and that might be hard if your ex is not willing to do that really look at yourself too are you willing to not do that are you willing to at pick up and drop offs not start fights in front of your child? Are you willing to be flexible? Are you willing to be the bigger person? You want them to be the bigger person, but you can't control your ex. You can't force them to be somebody that you're not. You can't make them do things the way that you would do things. The only thing that you can do is control how you show up to the situation. And for me, I just always try to show up to the situation with as much love and as much respect as humanly possible for me for the sake of my child. I ran off on a little tangent there, but as far as schedule goes, we have a 60-40 schedule. So this is what we do. We do every other weekend and then he gets her one night a week every week. That is our schedule if he's not traveling when he has work, travel things, and that's messes up the schedule I work with him to just switch days around so we did use this app in the beginning called our family wizard and it was like 120 bucks each for the year and you can make schedules in there and you can text each other through the app and there's a bunch of things you can do in there and that is for high conflict co-parenting which is what it felt like in the beginning of our co-parenting relationship like I was like we need to get this app so that way we can stay organized with the schedule and it's a good for documenting things if it seems like you're gonna have a pretty terrible custody battle 
through the divorce, that app I do recommend. However, for us, we really only used it to block out the schedule in there. It was like, this isn't worth 120 bucks a year. So now what we do, if we have some sort of mess up in the schedule, like right now, okay, so he's going out of town for a couple work trips this month. They fall on some of his days. And so I just take a screenshot of the calendar. I use the highlighter on there. I do his days in green, my days in blue. And I'm like, does this work for you? Like switching the days like this. And he'll be like, yeah, that works. And then bam, that's the new schedule for the month. And then we both have it and we know, and that works for us. How do you handle holidays and birthdays as co-parents? The first year through this, we, to make things as normal as possible for our daughter we did the fourth of july together which was like four days after i found out that he had been cheating on me for an entire year and that was hard but she had fun you know and she got to be with both of her parents and she didn't understand yet that her whole world was changing i actually went over to his house on christmas and we did christmas together he had her but he was like if you want to come over you can come over and spend christmas day with her so that was part of being civil with each other is that you get more opportunities to have these experiences with your child if you want them you know and that was cool we did Halloween together last year so now that he is living with his mistress things are a little bit different do I have like a desire to spend Christmas with them this year no I don't so basically what we're doing this year for the holidays is we split so we split Thanksgiving last year that was the first holiday we split I had her the first half of the day and then he had her the second half of the day and my daughter did not like that because we had to leave my family in the middle of while everybody was still there and she was very upset about that you know and then we had to drive another hour it was a lot of driving for one day there's some research out there from children of divorce where they say the thing they hated the most about their parents being divorced was splitting holidays like actually splitting the day of the holiday and so we just both kind of agreed let's not split holidays so since he technically had her on Christmas last year I'm gonna get her on Christmas this year so what we're gonna do is he's gonna have her for Thanksgiving I'm gonna have her for Christmas so then next year I'll have her for Thanksgiving day he'll have her for Christmas day now that doesn't mean he doesn't get to see her at all around Christmas she'll go over to his house Christmas Eve Eve and then they'll do their Christmas on Christmas Eve it'll be like Christmas day there and then the next day of Christmas day her and I are going on a Christmas trip together she's really excited about having these two different Christmases this year that works and I don't think that you have to do everything with your uh, co-parent for your child the most important thing is that you can just show up civil. Now, one thing that we do always try to do together still is any first for her. So that way, neither one of us has to miss out on those first moments of her. You know, she gets to have both parents there for her first time with things. We did Disney World together in April. Spent the whole day together and we did Disney World and, she, and we both got to experience her first time at Disney World, like through her eyes, you know, and that was cool that we could do that. It was really cool. I, I loved that for her. She got to go to Disney World with both of her parents for the first time. That's magical, you know, and we were fine through that whole day. We were co-parents through that whole day. It was great. And then, you know, he started bringing the mistress around her and that kind of changed my feelings about one, just even hanging out with him he said something to me a couple months ago I guess there's a chance that we all might be in um, the same area in the fall and he's like well maybe when you're there we could all do something together and I was just like um I don't really think so maybe I mean if you want to like take her 
while we're in the same area and go do something with her for the day that's fine but I don't need to hang out with you so that you can hang out with our daughter and also like you're in a relationship now and I don't really want to hang out with you because I bet that I mean I not that I really like your girlfriend but I also I don't want to be like having her feel weird about us being around each other you know so it's only for things that are truly we have to be around each other for is now the only way that I'm willing to be around him so first things for our daughter are always things that I think that we should be around each other for. For her first day of school, we met up early. We both did drop off at the same time and then we both picked her up and then we went to a coffee shop with her and we both sat down with her and we got to both hear about her first day of school, be there for her. She got to have both of her parents with her through that experience and I love that for her. That's why I do these things so that she gets those experiences with both of her parents. Those first you know things that actually really really truly are like core memories for her and sometimes when we have doctor's appointments we both go to doctor's appointments with her and I think that's mostly because I personally want to hear things from the doctor not from him so <laughs> last year for her birthday we threw a birthday party together it was awesome and I think it was good it got our families you know together after everything happened and it was a pretty like you know okay we can do this we can be, be civil now this year we're not throwing a birthday party together because there's just some things that are just too new and fresh I personally am just not ready to be around the other woman yet that is something that I will work through and I will I will get to a place one day where I'm totally I'm I'm pretty close to that place I really do think I am I just think that there's still some things that I want to work through to make sure that when that day comes I'm able to handle it in a very emotionally mature way and show up with love and peace and kindness in that situation and also feel like I'm not being fake yeah so there's just there's there's some things that I have to work through because for the first almost five months I didn't think that the other woman was going to be something that I had to work through anymore in the sense where she was going to be a part of my life and then he brought her back in in a way that she is going to be a part of my child's life which means indirectly she'll be a part of my life in one way or the other and eventually I think her and I will get to a place where we can be civil with each other as well I mean and I would be if like we ran into each other or something I'm in front of my daughter I'm just I'm just not there yet and that's okay and you don't have to be there yet but so okay so I'm talking about birthday parties this year we're not doing a birthday party together we're throwing her two separate birthday parties and she's excited about that she's excited that she gets two birthday parties like she's hyped about it so that's awesome and then I don't have to do something that I don't feel comfortable or ready to do yet which is spend a day with my ex-husband and his mistress just not personally there yet so I'm setting boundaries for me and for our co-parenting relationship and he's respecting them and so that's great like the respect has to go both ways right now for us where we're at in our co-parenting relationship it really is going both ways for the co-parenting relationship not because I respect him and his girlfriend but because having that respect benefits our co-parenting relationship it benefits our business you know how do you handle the other woman if at all in your co-parenting relationship that I feel like I've touched on that a lot so far, I haven't really had to handle her. I've had to handle my daughter talking about her, which my daughter says good things about her and how she shows up for her. And so I appreciate that. And I do my best to be excited for my daughter that she has another person in her life that seems to love her, you know? And as long as that doesn't change, then I will handle that with as much grace and love and respect 
for my daughter's sake. I think that eventually, you know, after a year or two of them still being together, I think that it would be beneficial for her and I to get to a place where we're more comfortable being around each other and having a sort of co-parenting relationship as well. Do we need to be best friends? Do we need to love each other? No, but if they get married, she's a part of our business now, you know? And so we should have a civilized business partnership for this co-parenting business that we're in. Across those bridges as they come, basically as long as my child is coming back happy, is saying nice things about the time that she spent with her father and his girlfriend, then I'm going to do my best to nurture that for my child. How do we make co-parenting decisions? 99% of our communication is through text messages and this is for proof one because he gaslit me a lot while he was cheating on me and so just for my sanity I want everything in writing and this happened a little bit in the in the beginning of our co-parenting where he was like I never said that and it was something that we talked about in person and so I was like you know what from now on everything that we do needs to be via text message so that way if you try to say I never said that I can go back and I can freaking screenshot that and send it to you and say yes you did look right here you said it and so that's really how we we communicate mostly 99% through text message as far as like scheduling or things like that I try to always get that in text one so that I have proof that we agreed on this but two also it's just nice to be able to go back and be like what did we agree on we make co-parenting decisions together and we make them via text message okay how to let go of the hurt from the affair that's all I can see I understand that I was definitely there do your best the best of your ability to separate that from parenting and I know that there are arguments that you know whatever a good parent wouldn't do anything to risk their family and yes I agree but that is unfortunately what that person did and so this is the situation that is the reality now and the best thing that you can do is accept reality and it is hard but when you refuse to accept reality, you are going to make yourself suffer so much more than is necessary for you. And it's not, it doesn't hurt the other person. It only hurts you. Doing your best to separate the affair and co-parenting is what's really helped me the most. For instance, when we went to Disney World, there were moments where I felt myself getting triggered. He would say something or do something. It would remind me of one of the lies he told me while he was cheating on me or something that he said to me when he was cheating on me. And I felt myself getting triggered in that moment and then I reminded myself I am not with this person anymore and thank god thank god this person isn't my husband anymore this is amazing for me this is so great for me let me separate this now so now that's separated and that is something else that I'm personally working on letting go of the hurt from the affair personally working on that because I know that it's going to benefit me in the long run now over here we're co-parenting so I'm only looking at this man as how he's showing up as a co-parent. Is he showing up lovingly? Is he showing up consistently? Is my child coming back happy every time that she's spending time with him? If the answer to all those is yes, then I'm going to do my best to nurture this as a co-parenting relationship and not as a personal relationship. I know that it is so hard to let go of that hurt from the affair and some people don't ever do it and I just... I just would urge you to let it go. It just rem remind yourself that it doesn't actually matter anymore. 
you're not with that person anymore. You don't want to be with that person anymore after they did that to you. And now what you want is you want to find a way to move forward with your life and be happy and move forward with your life in the best way possible for your child so that they can be happy in this new reality that you all live in. The best way is first separate it if you can't let it go. And then eventually once you process and grieve and feel and heal, you'll be able to let that go. But it takes time and it takes work. And we have a lot of other podcasts where we talk about things that we've done to heal through betrayal. I I recommend therapy if you aren't already in therapy. Getting just advice from a professional on how to let that go and how to co-parent peacefully. And it's a process and I'm, I'm sending you all the love and all the strength and praying that you find a way to let it go because once you do, your life will get so much better. Okay, was it you or him who wasn't able to co-parent at first? If him, how did you get him to want to? Okay, so we it was probably me just because I was afraid that he wasn't a safe person in the beginning, which is why I did the um, supervised visits and everything for the first month. But then once he started earning that trust and respect back as far as it comes to co-parenting, we were able. And then it also think I also think it really helped that for the first four and a half months, he was just crying and begging me to take him back anytime that we would be around each other. And so he was trying to show up as the best version of himself to prove to me that I should take him back, which it didn't work because he just, there was just too much damage already done. But the, the, the second part of his question was, how did you get him to want to? What we have to remind ourselves is that we cannot force anybody to do anything that we want them to do. The only thing that we can do is take a look at ourselves and say, are we showing up the way that we would want them to? Because if we're not, how can we expect them to show up that way if we're not even showing up that way ourselves? That's a, a perspective shift. Don't blame everything on them. Really look at yourself and, and see if you're showing up in the way that you want them to show up. And if you're not, if it's hard for you to even show up that way, how can we expect them to want to show up that way as well, you know? So there's a lot of work that both people need to do on themselves to get to a healthy place. You got to work on yourself. You got to work on healing. You got to work on letting go of the hurt and the anger. You got to work on letting go of the need to control the other person. That was a big one for me. You got to work on just letting that go and accepting that you can't control them. The only thing that you can control is how you show up. Okay, need advice. My husband cheated on me and I hate him. How to be civil for my son. Um, Yeah, I get that. And I think I've touched on this a lot. It's just... it's just like what I what I just said my biggest advice is that you have to work on yourself and you have to work on getting to a place where you can let go of that hate and you have to remember that you hating somebody and you being bitter and you being angry and you being resentful only hurts you and it only hurts your child it does nothing to the other person. And it is a hard lesson to learn. But when you can work on healing that hurt and healing that hate and then letting it go, that is not for the other person. And I feel like that is what it can feel like in the beginning. Like, I'm not going to do this because he doesn't deserve it. No, he does not deserve it. But you know who does deserve it? You deserve it. You deserve to not carry that anymore. And you know who else deserves it? Your child deserves it. Your child deserves to not have parents carrying that hate and anger towards each other. Yeah, getting a little emotional there. I know that feeling. I know it. And I just, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it all comes down to you. 
and how willing you are to let go and move forward for yourself. And I think reminding yourself that like forgiving them doesn't mean you approve of what they did to you. And forgiving them doesn't mean that you're doing it for them. Forgiveness is for you. It is for you. And if more people would understand that, they would get to a place of peace and happiness in their life so much quicker. Okay, how to make a schedule. I think that you need to go through the court system. You gotta get this legal so that way there's some sort of you have to respect this legally because if not, then you're gonna lose your rights on both sides. There's gotta be that sort of check. And so for us, we did 60-40. That's our legal custody agreement. If you cannot agree on things, the state that you're in will legally say this is how you handle holidays. This is how you handle birthdays. This is how you handle the school year. This is how you handle vacations. This is how you handle pickup and drop-offs. This is how we handle phone calls. This is how we handle everything. And ours says all of that, but then we have a little clause in there that says the couple will maintain their liberal schedule that they have created and their liberal parenting plan that they have created if they can't then we will fall back to these rules here and I hope that helps but I just think the court system really needs to get involved especially if you're not in a civilized really good relationship with the person at the beginning that is why the court exists and that is what they're here to help you with and then what my lawyer told me on the day when our divorce was finalized he said the best co-parenting plan is the one where you take this document that I'm about to give you and you put it in a drawer and then you never have to pull it out. It collects dust in that drawer. And that is pretty much what my ex and I are doing. Do you still keep moments as a family? Yes, we do. That's what I touched on the first. We still keep those first as a family for our child. And that is about it. What is something you wish he did differently? How would you communicate it in a healthy way? Okay, well, something that I wish he would have done differently was not start dating the woman that he cheated on me with again but he did and so how I'm handling it in a healthy way is I am accepting that that is the reality and then I am finding ways to work on myself a lot first so that I'm able to eventually show up in a healthy way through all of that. I think that the best way to communicate in a healthy way is one, pause, take a beat before you try to communicate anything. Really think through what is it that I want here? Do I want him to respect me more than me showing up here and attacking him probably isn't going to earn me any respect in this situation. It's like you really got to think about what you want and then how would you want somebody to show up for you and then try to go go about it that way. How do you handle situations where the ex doesn't keep himself to the made agreements? Via text message so that way it's documented always and like what I just did I was like hey we had an agreement you broke that agreement Moving forward, please honor that. If you don't, then we will have to go back to court. And I know that neither one of us wants to do that. So how do you even approach the subject with the other half who seems to be in denial? It's over. Definitely went through that. And in the most straightforward, blunt way is how I handled that with my ex. And I made him cry a lot because he was like, you don't even love me at all anymore. And I would be like, I do not love you at all. There is not an ounce of romantical or emotional love left in me for you because of what you did to me. And I would tell him, I'm not saying this to be mean to you. I'm saying this because you need to accept it so that way we can move forward. And eventually he did. I just think that being honest 
but in a kind way is the best way to move forward but don't try to don't lead them on don't make them think that there's hope that this is going to work out if if you don't feel like there's any hope that it's going to work out i kept reminding him that the only relationship that he and i would ever have is a co-parenting relationship and if he proved to me that he was good at that then maybe maybe one day we could have a co-parenting friendship but for right now, the only hope for you with me is a co-parenting relationship. And so eventually he accepted that and then we moved forward to, to do that. Uh, how to co-parent with a dishonest ex. This is a guy, but boy, you don't even know how dishonest my ex was with me. Oh my word, a year of gaslighting, manipulating, emotional and a mental abuse. Just like I was tortured for a year while he was having an affair. Oh, literally to the point where I thought I was crazy. And so I think how to co-parent with a dishonest ex is you gotta go slow. You have to rebuild trust in the co-parenting relationship and you have to remove that personal distrust personally i don't trust you with anything to do with me personally fortunately and unfortunately because of the way that the courts work and because you are the father of my child or the mother of my child we made this business agreement to have a child together and now we are going to figure out a way to continue our business in the most healthy way possible and rebuilding that trust as business partners or as co-parents is helpful but you got to go slow you got to make sure that they're going to respect the boundaries that you have you got to make sure that if if they're being dishonest are they being dishonest with you about something personal or or are they being dishonest with you about something about the child because if it's personal you just got to let it go it doesn't matter but if it's something that has to do with the child that's a different story letting the other woman around the kids okay this is a personal thing you don't get to personally decide who your ex brings around your child anymore. He gets to decide who he brings around the child or she. When I have my child, I get to decide who is around my child. And you just have to hope and pray that your co-parent is only going to bring around somebody that is going to be loving and kind to your child. Just you got to let go of that control. If he wants to bring the other woman around the kids, unless you got it in your parenting plan that he's not allowed to, which was something I thought about doing, and he was going to agree to it when he was begging for me back, but then, you know, he started dating her when we were going through the divorce process. And then I realized that this was me just trying to control him personally still, and I don't have a personal relationship with him anymore. And so as long as that other woman is being kind to your children and your children are coming back and saying good things about her, then you gotta let go of that need to control that situation because it's only gonna make you miserable there's a few questions here that are kind of the same like how do you be civil when someone hurt you so much how do you co-parent with a narcissist how do you co-parent with a dishonest person i hate this person Ooh, the thunder or this person is very disagreeable i kind of touched on this but a lot of the time in those situations where they're maybe trying to get a reaction out of you or treating you unkind or treating you in a way that you feel like you're being disrespected because we're emotional we can tend to feed into that and give them that reaction that they're looking for one of the first things that i did when i felt like my ex was doing things and he was trying to get a reaction from me or like trying to to start fighting or arguments or whatever is I just stopped I was just like 
I'm not gonna give you those reactions anymore because those reactions are personal and I don't have a personal relationship with you anymore and you don't deserve those reactions from me and I also know that those reactions don't do any good. Anyway, I feel like I touched on this a lot, but here's just another way to look at it. And I know that this sucks, but try to be the bigger person. And I know it gets annoying because for basically this whole experience, I felt like I've always had to be the bigger person. And I do think that was one of the questions on here. Yeah, do you always feel like you are the more mature person? Trying to keep the peace. And a lot of the time I did feel like that because so much of the stuff that he did was personally disrespectful personally disappointing that this was the man that i married and had a child with you know and how did i miss all of these signs that on a personal level this is how he is and it was just blinded by love you know but now that i'm not in love with him anymore i can see him for who he truly is it just goes back to that whole business mindset where we at one point in our life we really loved each other and we agreed to go into the business of having a child together and that is a lifetime commitment whether your marriage survives or not and so taking the personal out and taking the high road and trying to be the better business partner just try to look at it as your business partner and you want to be the best business partner for your child's sake and so you are going to do the things that you know are going to be good for the business even if your business partner isn't doing the things that are good for the business you can't kick this person out of the business you just can't do it that's not the way this business works so you guys are stuck in this business for life and you got to figure out how to make this enjoyable not for them but for you and it's going to get more enjoyable the more that you are able to take the high road and you are able to detach emotionally from the past that you share with this person and take this not personal completely just business just civil for your child approach and it gets better and better as time goes on and me and my ex I feel like are in such a good place now where we have stopped taking what each of us is doing in our personal lives personally and we just come at it as we're just co-parents so we only talk about our child that's what we talk about only things that we talk about are things that have to do with our child not anything that has to do with what we're doing personally and so one of the questions somebody has on here is what does he say about you sharing on social media when he was taking things personally in the beginning he was not happy about it and when we got into that one really big fight you know where he was pretending like he wasn't dating his mistress again and then he was like talking about he just kept bringing up my social media and how my social media was problematic. Yeah, I think that he has some issues with my social media. I always say to him when it, if that ever comes up, which it hasn't come up really since then, is that I'm not talking bad about him on my social media. I'm talking about a bad thing that happened to me. And unfortunately, you were the person who did that bad thing to me. So that's why my social media might seem offensive to you. But I'm not out there saying like, this is his name and this is his Instagram and this is her name and this is her Instagram and you guys should go attack them and I'm not like calling them names and saying they're terrible people some people in the comments might be saying that but I can't control what other people do and my message I feel like on social media is really not a message to 
to trash them. I mean, obviously I don't agree with what they did. What they did was really disturbing and I will never not think that it's not. But my message isn't to sit there and talk about what they did to me so much as it is to sit there and tell people that something bad happened to me and here is how I've healed through it and here is how I found happiness again through one of the most terrible experiences of my entire life he doesn't like my social media but I told him I was like you shouldn't even be looking at my social media I have you blocked on everything my social media is for women and men who have gone through betrayal and divorce and that heartbreak of just being destroyed by the person that you love and are looking for a glimmer of hope and peace and happiness and the belief that it's possible because in those dark times when you're first coming out of betrayal or divorce it really feels like you will never feel happiness again and I know that feeling and I know that it's not real now I feel so much freaking happiness in my life I am literally to the point in this whole thing where I am grateful that my husband cheated on me and I am grateful that this woman quote-unquote stole my husband because looking back I deserve so much better and I would have never come to that realization if this didn't happen and I would have never found the level of inner peace and happiness that I feel now in my life if all of that didn't happen to me so obviously I didn't feel that way in the beginning and obviously I know that nobody's gonna feel that way in in the beginning that is part of the healing journey and sometimes it takes people a lifetime to get there and sometimes it takes people a couple of months I mean my hope with my social media is that it reaches those people who are in those moments of just sadness and grief and hopelessness and it gives them a little bit of hope and light in their life that's who my social media is for my social media is not for my ex my social media is not for his mistress my social media is not for his family who thinks that I shouldn't be talking about getting cheated on that's not who my social media is for and so I just have them all blocked and somehow they're still I mean hearing about my social media or looking at it but that's fine I mean if they they really want to do that they can they're probably not going to like what they see I mean my social media is really kind comparatively to the level of unkindness that I was treated with for an entire year so he doesn't like my social media we've gotten into fights about it one time he when we were in the middle of our divorce his lawyer told on me to my lawyer which I thought was kind of funny and my lawyer was just like there's nothing you can do about it legally she's allowed to share her story and as long as she's not spreading lies and slandering with lies which I'm not all everything I share is the truth and also I don't I don't say names I don't say where you can find them I because my social media isn't really about them my social media is about having a bad thing happen to you and then overcoming it and finding happiness again did you have to get your ex's permission to move we live in the same place now he was living about an hour away and then he moved he lives like 20 minutes away from me now we didn't put anything in our co-parenting legal agreement about not being able to move away from each other it's something that we would talk about I think we're to the point in our co-parenting relationship now where we would be like hey I got a job opportunity and it's in California and so then we would talk about what that means and how that would work and we would figure it out we would just figure out a way to change schedule when I was growing up we spent the summers with my dad because we lived in Pennsylvania and he lived in Florida and so we spent summers and Christmas with him both of us have 
an immense desire to be a part of our child's life and keep her childhood as normal as possible and so I really don't think that either one of us would move away from where we're at now and plus I love it here so I, I don't want to move away from where I live at now I'm very happy with this area and if for some reason I was gonna move I would not have to ask him for permission but I but he would be able to take me to court and fight me on it probably if he wanted to think that we're both in such a place where we would just figure out some sort of new co-parenting plan and new schedule that made that work for us if that were ever to happen but if for some reason I don't know him and his girlfriend wanted to move back to her hometown which is like in Chicago we would just figure that out I guess we would probably do like what I did when I was a child growing up okay so the next question is how do you co-parent when you don't respect your co-parent and you know they aren't doing a good job okay so first of all you don't have to respect them I don't think I really respect my ex after all the things that he did to me but I do respect that he makes an effort and that he shows up for his child and that he loves her and that he is consistently making an effort. I don't respect my ex. I don't have to respect him. I just have to be civil with him and I just have to work with him like a business partner in a way so that we can raise our child in the most loving environment with both parents where she feels safe to talk about her life with her dad with me and she feels safe to talk about her life with me with her dad and she feels safe that whenever we're in the same room she's not going to feel like she has to pick a side or being in caught in the middle of fighting I think that we do a great job at that but that doesn't I don't think that necessarily means that we respect each other or that we even really like each other I think it just means that we understand that our child comes before our personal opinions of each other now on the second part you know they're not doing a good job I would just really like you to try to take your bias and your personal opinion out about them and really look at what they're doing as a parent and are they are they really truly not doing a good job or is it that you just don't like them and they're not perfect as a parent there are things that I do wish that my ex was better at when it comes to being a parent but it doesn't make him a bad parent it doesn't mean that he's not good at being a parent why do you think they're not doing a good job is it because they're actually not doing a good job are they neglecting your child are they abusing your child are they not feeding your child when your child is there are they leaving your child with a babysitter all the time and not being there for your child is your child coming home upset and angry every time that they come back from their parents house saying that they hate their dad or mom and they don't ever want to go back there if that's what's happening then yeah they, they're probably not doing a good job but are they just not doing things the way that you would do them and do you just not like them that's a different thing if they're really not doing a good job is it something where you could take them to court and get their parental rights revoked or at least get them reduced if they're really not doing a good job do you think that you could just stop having your child go spend time with them would they fight you to try to win back custody rights look within and see are they really not doing a good job or do I just really not like them and so I'm not gonna like anything that they do and if that's not the case like if they really truly aren't doing a good job then I think as a mother or as a 
a father, it is your job to keep your child safe and to protect your child. And so if you have to do things like stop letting them go over and seeing this person because they genuinely are doing a really bad job and they're not protecting your child and keeping them safe, then I think that that's something that I would do. If my child came back and she told me some sort of abuse was going on, I would step in and I would put my foot down and I would say, this isn't going to happen. You're not going to see her anymore. And if you want to take me to court and fight me over it, you can. I can prove that you abused my child and get your rights completely taken away. So thank God that hasn't happened to me. I think my ex does a great job taking care of our child. So, okay, and then there's one last question, which is how are you working through, I'm assuming this means him dating. A lot of processing because he decided to date the one person that it would be hard for me to accept into my life. Um, I told him originally, like whenever we first separated and he was crying and begging for me back and I was like, I'm not ever gonna be with you. You should work on yourself so that you can go find somebody new to be with. But I did tell him that if he kept working on himself and he kept showing up as a good parent and as a good co-parent that whenever he did decide to date somebody new I told him like I would vouch for you like if you keep this up keep this behavior up when you start dating somebody new I would let them know like oh you know he's really done a lot of inner work and he's learned a lot of lessons um but then he went back to doing the same thing that he was doing before so I don't really know how I feel about that now but I don't have to because the person that he's with she loves him despite of all of that and so good for him and good for them um as far as like me dating I have very strict rules for myself around dating I've never introduced my daughter to somebody that I think is a potential partner for me and I think before I would ever get to that point we would have to be dating for at least six months and it would have to seem like a very safe a very positive thing before I would even consider introducing that person to my daughter and I would probably say hey I'm dating this person um and I'm gonna introduce him to Rome I just want to let you know um you know if you want to meet him let me know so I know that Tessa with her boyfriend that she has now she did say hey do you if you want to meet him you know because he was like I need to meet this person that's gonna be around my children which is understandable So I already knew the person that he was bringing around our child and obviously I wasn't going to have a great opinion of her no matter what he tried to do. So it wasn't necessary for me to meet her. I already knew her, but he did at least let me know, not in the way that I would have appreciated it, but he did say I'm going to reintroduce Rome to her this day. So when that day comes for me, I'll offer him that same sort of respect that he offered me in the same way, pretty much probably the day of, because that's what he did to me. (laughs) The day of, I'm just gonna be like, hey, by the way, Rome's meeting my boyfriend. That question was, how are you working through dating? I have a whole episode on how to be single. And I think that that's a great episode to go listen to, to just, I set a lot of boundaries for myself to make sure that I never ever ended up in a relationship like any of the relationships I've been in my past. And that has proven to be a very good method for me. All right, I think that I touched on all the questions that I have. This is a lot of information and I hope that I presented it in a way that you were able to receive it. I know that sometimes it's hard to receive this kind of information when you're not ready to let things go. My biggest piece of advice is think of your child, really. Just think of your child and what's truly, truly best for your child. If it's possible, if the other parent wants to show up and is making an effort and trying, then you as a responsible parent who loves your child, 
but should do whatever you can to make that feel safe for your child. That's just what I wanted to do for my daughter. That's what my mom did for me. I've already had like a lot of experience with this from being a child of divorce. So I think that's helped me navigate this in a positive way. My mother is a woman who loves Jesus and she chose to show up like Jesus always just with as much love and as much grace and as much understanding for people while still respecting herself. And that's kind of the same tactic that I'm trying to take here. And I think that if more people would take that approach to life, life would be a lot easier and better. And it's co-parenting would be a lot easier and better. Anyway, I'm going to say my gratitude segment really quick. I just have to say how incredibly grateful I am for the people that I live with. They welcomed us into their home when everything happened. So we've been here for over a year now. And they're just the most amazing people ever. But there's some empty rooms in the house now. And Cece transformed one of the rooms into a magical room for Rome. I mean, it is like the room childhood dreams are made of. And we showed her earlier today and she was just so excited and so happy and her jaw dropped and she loves it so much. I'm just so grateful and thankful and blessed to have these people in my life and I just will never ever take that for granted. So that is what I'm thankful for. We are always thankful for you guys listening here and I hope that this podcast can help you move forward through your co-parenting relationship in a healthier way and please feel free to share this with anyone who's co-parenting. Honestly, send it to your co-parent. I send things to my co-parent when it's like about parenting or co-parenting and stuff and I just think that open that line of communication let them know that this is the kind of stuff that you're listening to like you're making an effort and it might convince them to make an effort too anyway whew, that's all this is a very long episode so sorry but I hope it helped and we will see you guys next week and hopefully Tess and I will be together then bye